0: Love, talk Radio. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. No matter where you're listening, around the world, this is Sedona Talk Radio. Hello, hello, everyone out there in the big wide world. This is me again, Helena Margareta, talking to you from. Florida, not sunny today exactly, but um, it, we have a lot of welcomed rain in the northern part of Florida, and thank you, God, for that. Uh, today, we're going to talk about angels, and since we're going to speak about angels, I would like to mention a few things uh, before that, and I will call them my angels as well. Since last year... Three of my guests who appeared uh, last year have all gone back to being angels and go back into spirit. And I'd like to give them just a couple of words and, and and a big thank you for being with us in this lifetime and for being on my show also. And the first one I would like to thank is Gunilla von Post. He, she was on my show a uh, couple of times. And she attracted a lot of listeners, I mean, the thousands and thousands, which was very, very nice to have. And she was the former love of uh, J.F. Kennedy, President Kennedy. And it was a very serious relationship. So if you want to go back to the archives and listen, it's still there and will remain for as long as I have the show. (laughs) And, of course, I should mention, maybe I should mention that first of all, our dear Daniel, uh, Daniel Steves, the founder of Sedona Talk Radio. And it was his voice you heard here in the jingle before the show started. And he's also gone into spirit. And uh, I really miss him. He was a great friend. So was Gunilla. They were wonderful friends. And uh, then they just go. That is so sad. But they are happy where they are. I know that. And I met Daniel uh, just very quickly after his passing. And he appeared before me and said he had a fun time playing with trains, whatever that meant. (laughs) And then, of course, I have James Tucker, a very dear friend, a spiritual friend. He and I shared the same birth date, which was quite unusual. You know, we had this not only spiritual connection, but we had also this date uh, that we were born on the same year, the same date. And not only that, I think it might even have been about the same time. I was born in Sweden and he was born in America. But of course, Sweden is six hours ahead of America. So I think we're much closer in time than we realized. So now we'll talk about James Tucker. James Tucker had another very good friend of his who is now on the other side of of this line and that's Jean-Marie Antoinette. Are you there Jean-Marie?
1: Yes, thank you and thank you so much for uh, inviting me. It's it's, um, interesting that you would bring up when you uh, brought up the subject of angels, of course the first person I thought of is, is James Tucker because He's the one who introduced us from spirit <laughs>
0: so. absolutely, and I have met with James Tucker in spirit, not very strongly, but he has been around me uh, several times, and he has appeared, and he has always looked very good and much younger than what I saw him last, which of course spirits always do, and he has worn some wonderful uh i was i was, I, it, I cannot describe it but this particular jacket he has worn, which has been so beautiful with his blonde hair. And you and James Tackett were very good friends also. Tell me about your friendship. Uh, for many years, James and I were friends. We both
1: lived in Jensen Beach. Um, when I moved there, he was, in fact, there, one of the first people that I met and um uh, uh we just connected spiritually, and he was the one who actually um inspired me to write my first book uh, and He was there uh actually for all of the books, <laughs> but it was the first one that he he actually inspired me, and he was the first person I went to as I started writing because it was such a phenomenal experience. And, yeah, uh, He
0: was such a generous person in, in so many ways. And you have l- written several books. One is When Angels Die, another one, Circle of Tears, Flowers Are Forever, which I think is a fantastic and deep title, by the way. Your Monkey Mind Connection, whatever that is, <laughs> which you may be able to tell me a little later, our or Your Divine Connection and Your Tribal Connection. And that's quite impressive. One, two, three, four, five, six books. That's great.
1: Yes, thank you, thank you. I, you know, they just uh, sort of keep streaming.
0: <laughs> yeah, keep on There's doing it. a lot of
1: inspiration, and like I said, you know, we we have uh, just wonderful support from the other side, and I think that's where all of the inspiration comes from.
0: Yes. I believe that both you and I brought in the angels for this particular moment. Now, I had some technical issues, and we just made it in the nick of time here to get connected, but it worked. So also thank you, angels, for being there for us. And I have a question here starting. Well, the, the subject of today is, do angels exist? Are they around us? And a little bit more about angels. What is the history on angels? Well, one of the things I thought is kind of interesting and, and
1: certainly ties into everything, the, the actual word angels comes from the Greek word angelos, which means messenger. In Hebrew, it's, it's malak, which is also messenger. And in Persian, it's, it's angaros, which is also a courier, a messenger. So in, in every tradition, angels are messengers. And whether we're talking about a human being or a spirit, the word "angel" is commonly and universally used to describe anyone who brings a spiritual or a heavenly message to another.
0: Yeah, so in America you see that more than any other <clears throat> country. You know, I looked up, you know, the message of angels or so the angels connect, and I had all those organizations with angels.
1: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I think we all aspire to bring to bring spiritual messages. You know, it, it's it's. Uh, I, I think when we touch one another spiritually, we're we're touching another aspect of another person. Yeah, and that's a that's a
0: wonderful gift. I have um, heard. I looked it up, and that was that almost seventy percent of the American population believes in angels. I think that is pretty fantastic. And then there are those who don't believe and they say, show me, you know, show me first that they exist. And uh, I have noticed, I what I know about angels is only my own experience. And it has never been that I called out, show me. I think they, you get you insult the angels, don't you, if <laughs> you say, oh, show me you exist. They don't have to show me at all. They appear when you are worthy. Isn't that something like that?
1: Yes, I, I believe that's that's absolutely true, and it is interesting that whether you believe in angels or not, uh, they do come to you uh, in in unique ways. In fact, that's my latest project. That's what it's all about: uh, our angels coming in different forms uh, when we need them. And it's not all about people who believe in angels and want to see angels, but it's it's angels actually showing up in physical forms. Uh, in, in One in particular are, are cardinals, and uh, er, which is an experience that so many people are beginning to share with me regarding losing someone, uh, losing a loved one, and having the experience right after the death of, of a cardinal showing up. And what
0: is cardinal? you mean cardinal the bird or what you bird, mean a
1: little red bird yeah mm-hmm. it's such an amazing thing and at first i thought you know is it is it only cardinals only these little red birds that that angels sort of manifest in and and people truly feel the presence and and feel a message is being delivered from a loved one but it's not only the birds it's it tends to be anything with wings it can be butterflies or doves or just uh, cardinals happen to be one of I, I don't know maybe it's the bright red <laughs> aspect of them, but yeah. they tend to be the most uh, visual and vibrant of. Um, I thought
0: the, it was white doves uh, very much that represented uh, angels.
1: Uh, they do in 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 all of the religious imagery. Uh, you know, in in the spiritual image, we we have doves and we have the purity of the doves and. For some reason, cardinals tend to represent not the pure spirit of God or or heaven. They represent the earthly sort of spirit, you know, the, the people who have been here and, and passed on. People have had
0: earth experiences. Yeah. I met someone who said that he had some uh, Romanian master that he followed. Of course, that master is now dead. But he said that angels are... So the, uh, the well, souls from people who lived on this earth a long, long, long time ago, and they were not really human beings at that time. They were a, a different kind of thing, uh, and um, or some kind of creation, I don't know, but a form of humans, and he said they were the ones who are now the angels today. And I don't know how that fits. Uh, that's not maybe the way I see it. it. it's not exactly the way I
1: um perceive it either or or you know I I don't believe that angels necessarily lived on the earth. I, I believe that angels are, are are the beings of light, as we, we tend to refer to them as.
0: Yeah, and, and I think I, that way myself. You know.
1: Yes, I, you know when uh, I think of angels, I, I I think of them as you know heavenly beings. Although I, I do believe they have a choice to be uh, to to come down to earth, I, and I, I I do believe that's their choice. That some of them do choose to come down to to help humanity, to assist humanity in in whatever form they wish to come down in. But I believe it's a choice, and I don't believe all of them choose to do that, which is neither good nor bad, but (laughs) I think
0: some of them just have a a desire to do that. Yeah, and the way I I see them or the way I feel them around me, I just have that feeling that, no, they are not, they have nothing on this earth, they are just here as spirits around us to help us. And even when I go to bed at night, uh, I kind of bring in the angels and literally can feel them around me. You know, I can feel them touching my skin, and then I always fall asleep very quickly if I'm upset about something. And when I bring in the angels, everything balances itself out. (laughs) And it's a wonderful feeling to, to have that. Or if I want to feel more secure about something, I bring in the angels, and everything is okay afterwards. For me, it's become a reality uh, you know for for me as
1: well and and you know it's it's an interesting thing it's it's the manifestations uh of of physical, of their physical presence is not so important as as the as feeling them in in the way you just described it it's uh, when an angel, when you're touched by an angel it's, you feel it you feel it inside and out. Yeah, you
0: feel it. It's it's some kind of calm that goes through you, isn't it?
1: Yeah, it truly is. In fact, when I sat here, you know, I the first person I uh, first angel I thought of actually was was James because I, he introduced us, and I invited him to come and and be with us. <laughs> And I yeah. could feel his presence immediately. Yeah. It was, you know, it was a calmness. They just said, yeah, sit down and relax. I'll I'll, I'll join you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: I'll be there for you. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he was on the show several times, actually, yes. which was very, was always very easy. And he was so gracious. I think that's a word I can use with him.
1: He, yes, he, he certainly was an angel on earth. He was yes, cer- no, he was. He was a messenger for so many people. Yeah.
0: Yeah, And um, I'm thinking about the Nordic countries, and we have many listeners in the Nordic countries. They do not speak about angels as much as they do in the South. Uh, is there some reason for that, do you think? You know, like you mentioned, there were historically stories, like in the Mediterranean countries. Uh, but uh, you don't have that in the North so much, or if at all. That's interesting. Um, I, I
1: wasn't r- really aware of that. I know in early Christianity, which was kind of about the fourth century, uh, is when they started pretty much portraying angels, and it was done sort of in the West because they, you know, sort of took the imagery from the Greek gods and goddesses, you know, the the pagan gods and goddesses, and 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 they started introducing you know they they started portraying angels in with the wings and the halos yeah.
0: and that yeah. and why of, do you think we the, see wings and and halos in the drawings and in the sculptures
1: <laughs> well, you know because they're so they're much more ancient actually than the christian uh you know the the traditional christian uh imagery you know, we, we Christians sort of borrowed them from from the Sumerians and from the ancient Persians. The Zoroastrian had the wings, although Hermes was one of the first. You know, and Cupid. You know, they uh, actually every every religion used wings, and it kind of uh, interested me that you know, just every culture uh, that. A little less in the Eastern cultures, but so much. But they use dragon wings. So every yeah. sacred, you know, thing has wings, and I and I think it has so much to do with um, the messenger from heaven. You know, the wings take you up to heaven. They come down. Um, it's it's why it's the crossing. It's it's the ability to go from one world to another, from a higher place to another. So I, I think the uh, it actually has to do with the ability to cross the boundaries of uh, or to go up. Uh, most of it has to do with going yeah. up. All and of this, course,
0: we have things. always put the highest power, like God, up in the heavens, up high.
1: Exactly. And as human beings, the only thing we can relate that to are the birds with wings yeah. who fly. So I, th- I think it's an. I think it's a, more of a symbolic image, actually. Than uh, I mean, I mean, certainly visionaries, are, you know, have seen wings. But I, I, it makes me question. You know, is it is it because you know uh, it, that seed has, you know, because we relate the true? Is it symbolic or is it, is it you know, I don't really know. I've never actually seen wings on an angel. <laughs> Oh, as of as Nor have
0: a, I, no. And when I see them, I just see light, and what you could imagine as wings on the back is like they come down in speed, so to speak. It's like rays of light. It's That's, a light. You yeah. know, I,
1: I, I actually uh, agree with you 100%. That's my perception as well. When I've seen angels, uh, when I've seen those, them in the light, That's how I perceive them. There's just so much light behind them. I can't tell, you know, I don't actually see any feathery wings.
0: (laughs) Yeah, no, this is the same. Uh, What was the first experience you had to to see an angel, or when you saw an angel the first time? You know, I I was thinking about that uh, when, when when
1: you opened the subject, and I... I suppose my first experience was was unfortunately a, a very difficult one. I um, I was abducted as a child. Uh, I was about eleven years old, and uh, this was in Europe. And uh, oh, I had no idea. My goodness, what country yeah, was that in? It was in Germany. And, oh. uh I w- I was a young child, and I was raped and and left for dead. Actually, on the, on the uh, back streets, and when I I woke up, you know, I it was snowing. It was you know it was uh, freezing. I, I I don't know whether I was actually left to freeze, you know, in in the snow, or I I really don't know what took place. But that's where I woke up, and I was alone, and it was dark, and I actually. Uh with my head was laying down on a cobblestone street, you know it was an old um town an old and I could hear children talking and as I was listening uh, it was a brother and sister, and they were talking, and they are the ones who actually when I woke me up and told me you know you're you're alive you you can't come here you you have to get up and and they actually led me into the little town where oh, i they was
0: were they were rescued they were not real children
1: no they
0: oh.
1: at the time all i could hear were the voices yeah. and because i was just waking i was unconscious and when i was waking i kept they were talking and that, and, that, and that's what let me know i was alive because i could hear the voices yeah and when I woke and then the sister told me to stand up and to look over to a certain place, and she said, look over to there, my brother's going to lead you in, into the, you know, uh, where there was some light and, and where people were so that they could uh, rescue me. And I, when I stood up, I saw him, but I thought he was a real person, I had no idea, Um but it turned out, as it turned out, he was, he was, I don't know that, it, you know, he was a child that had been killed during the war, yeah. as as she was, and yeah. they actually, he told me to put my fingers into the little holes in the side of the building and follow them, and they were bullet holes, where oh. where during the war they had shot so many people, and yeah. And I followed those with my fingers, and that's what led me into the street where where there was light.
0: Yeah. God, what a story. Do you have uh, this in, in any of your books?
1: Uh, yes, this is actually the theme for, or, or this is actually how it began in, in the um, When Angels Die. And what yeah. the angels in that story referred to were actually... After that incident, when I woke up uh, and came to, you know, consciousness, and I—that's—I woke up as a, with clairvoyance, with the ability to perceive, um, to perceive uh, the other side. Yeah, and this
0: is often how it happens. So, and when like I came
1: this. to America, my. I believed that my my mission (laughs) or my purpose, and I I wanted to help lost children, and that's what I worked for over 20 years. I worked helping to find missing and murdered children, Uh, and and that's really where it all started. And I was because I was led by children who had been killed and. They oh, really face. that's how how you found the children uh in when i uh, no actually what the when i got to america you know i i i really missed those children in in germany i yeah. it's it's really a strange thing but i they were not there to, they were not here to help me uh as so i learned to that when i touched Photographs or, or objects, I could um, go into the other person and see through their eyes and feel what they felt and experience what they experienced And, and that's how I started working with the police departments and things to to help on
0: you know to, to help find the children. Yeah, this must have left some traces within you. How did you get rid of of these memories within you? Was that hard to carry in your conscience or in your oh, it, in your extremely, body? Extremely. Uh,
1: when I connected, uh, you know, every time I connected with a child, you know, it was um, I had to live the you know I had to live the incident. I had to live the situation. So every time I. Um, it, it it was like we were bonded in some way um, and yeah. and they didn't leave you know it would be months uh, you know sometimes years that the child would stay with me uh and and i it it, it it did it was a very difficult thing especially i was trying to you know raise my own children <laughs> yeah, which was very very difficult you know i i, I was sure difficult for them uh, as well you know it's uh, but that was my life for so, <laughs> many um, years until I until I finally came to Jensen Beach uh, uh, to try, in, in, and said, you know, I, I I've I've got to I've got to finish. You know, it's I'm I'm going to start a new life. I I, I want to live a,
0: my life and and not.
1: So I just so that's when I started writing, and I started okay, writing. And
0: you began to use the light instead of the darkness in your in your soul and in your mind and in your heart. I would. Yes, think. it was
1: like a wake up. It was like yeah. I, almost when I pick up the book when Angels Die, it was so difficult. You know that it's it's almost like a different life. It's like that was a past life, and when I pick yeah. it up now, it's it's sort of it's still difficult a bit uh, because it brings back so much.
0: But it's. um, Talking about memories and. and, (laughs) Sorry, okay. (laughs) And um, you wanted to add, and I interrupt you. That's a problem when you talk on the telephone. I don't see (laughs) when you're going to talk next. But um, you and I talked about this, uh, I don't know, it was 10, 12 years ago about the little Cuban boy, Elion Gonzalez. And for those who don't live in Florida, you will not know the story, and uh, I'll tell you very shortly how how it happened. And this was like happened all the time, that Cuban families took a little rowboat over the ocean over to Florida to live in this kind of world instead. And here was a family, including little Elian, who was, I believe, six years old, so five, six years old at the time, And, of course, the ocean had heavy, big waves, and the boat capsized, and everyone drowned, except for little Ilion, who was hanging on to some kind of uh, raft or something. Uh, And you probably know more about this uh, than I do. And uh, he was hanging on to that raft, and when he was eventually saved, and they said, how could you survive for so many days out in the ocean all alone? And he said, the Dolphins saved me. That's absolutely correct um
1: it, it in fact, when I moved to Jensen Beach to get away from lost children <laughs> and and the whole you know that whole life, it was so ironic because the first thing that happened to me uh met James. We lived you know several doors down on 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 the intercoastal mm-hmm. and um here i go to the uh i i go to sleep and i have this dream uh and the dream was of a, a woman who was being pulled down to the bottom of the sea and it was almost as if i was inside of her and i could feel her thoughts i could see, uh, see what she was seeing and i'm under the water and i'm looking up at the uh top of the water and all i can see is a circle and there's a circle and all i kept feeling was my heart was uh, in uh, just everything in my heart was connected to that circle that was above me floating on on top of the water and i had no idea what it was had no idea why she was in such such pain uh, i it was just a, a terrible thing and i felt her Saying a prayer to him and and saying a prayer asking to, for protection for her child who was in this circle above her, and to please to save this child and and, and she started, a dolphins started coming around her, and oh. she looked around. She said, "These are these are the angels. You sent the angels. These are the angels of the deep, and they're going to protect the child." Yeah. and And it was uh, I had no idea what this meant or why, but when I woke up, it was so real and and the feeling was so so um you know what to think of it, and that's yeah. really I had gone to James and told him this dream it's you know it was so real, well of course, this was the day before thanksgiving or or and and it was the actual night that Elian's mother. Drown and everyone. There were 14 people on this very small boat who drowned. Uh, well, two of them actually survived. Of the four, three people survived of the 14. There was one couple and the, the child. Um, and when I heard this on the news that they had found this child in an inner tube, a round inner tube, on the very, oh, yeah. not far from the beach where I lived um, they had found several of of the other uh, passengers they they found the bodies and brought them to shore exactly where I was the day before Uh, and it it was just such a profound thing and I sat back and I thought I knew his mother had contacted me I mean it, it, it could only have been her
0: Yeah, of course
1: and that day the dolphins were just jumping in the water in front of me in the intercoastal. I, it oh, was still, really?
0: Ah, they're so connected, well, everything, isn't
1: it? And it was, it was. No matter where I went, the whole time. That's when I started. The book, that's when James told me, "This is you're going to be called to 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 you're being called upon, and you're going to need to just experience this and go with it." Well, as it turned out. My closest friend at the time showed up at that day, the next day, and she was the one who, uh, she was an attorney who was told to, and I grabbed her and said, you must help this child, you're going to be called upon. And sure enough, she was called in. And somehow I was involved in the, I got pulled into the middle of the whole scenario with all of the. The yeah. Press, and the media,
0: and the well, there was so much in the press about this. But I thought the story about him and the and the dolphins was so beautiful. It was and, uh, that such a phenomenon. And yeah. and he actually, you know, it, it. I was. I
1: did speak with him, and uh, and I spoke with the family, and he he. That's all he said. The dolphins came, and they took care of me, and yeah. they wouldn't the sharks come near me. They took care of me, yeah. and, and the mother's words always stayed with me, you know. They yeah. are the angels of the deep. Actually, and they would be. And I see they? the fins, yes. you know,
0: as the wings underwater, <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's- uh, no, I love dolphins, and, you know, when we used to be out in the boats, how uh, they came and jumped and, and w- were swimming alongside the boat and turning around and waving, more or less, you know, looking and waving with their fins. I don't know if this was deliberate or if it was just that they used their fins that way, but it was always such a presence with the dolphins around us, uh, you know. It's
1: just an amazing presence. it just- yeah. Uh, It makes me wonder if angels have an affinity with certain creatures, certain earthly creatures like dolphins and cardinals Mm -hmm. and humans, you know. And they're uh, able to. And as a bird, yes, uh, you know, they're attracted to certain energies of of those creatures.
0: I really believe it's strange though now in America, how angels are coming up to be part of our lives in a different way. I went to a conference only a few days ago, and here you have this CEO of one of the largest actually he was a retired CEO of one of the largest corporations in this country, and He sits there casual on the bar stool on the stage and talks about angels. You know how angels are part of our lives, and how angels play a part in our lives. You know,
1: I think that's a wonderful thing. I I, I like that it's not restricted to um, necessarily that you have to be religious or that you have to be spiritual. I think it's kind of wonderful that it's integrating into everyday life, into mm-hmm. and I think
0: spirituality on the whole is also integrating in this in, in our country right now which I think is wonderful.
1: I agree with you. It, it is yeah. a wonderful thing. You know, one of the things I do remember um, when that incident happened with the child, uh, Elian, uh coming to America, one of the deep underlying beliefs of so many people at the time, it happened on the last uh, uh, day of... Um, I can't remember what they, what it's known in, in Cubans have a special day for the day before Thanksgiving and it's to bring blessings to the world to bring spirituality to the world and it was the last one before the new millennium
0: oh, yes. And they
1: all uh, there was such a, a widespread belief that this was a symbol of 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 that spirituality opening in in the new millennium, that that awareness would come, and that and that all sorts of signs would be coming, and it was a positive, a beautiful thing.
0: Five yeah. yeah. angels, it was very very big for for Floridians, and of course it's a pity that the rest of the world didn't know about the story. it yes. <laughs> influenced That's so much. Also, it was politically, very cultural. Yeah. It was a very cultural
1: uh, uh, a kind of uh in fact it was also very involved with with uh, very much with an underground you know sort of uh spirituality that not many people are familiar with and mm-hmm. and so much was hidden from the public and yeah. that's why that book you know was sort of um it, it it did go you know it it went behind the iron curtain and and and, and beneath all of the uh you know the uh, the outward religious implications. It went into the into into the hidden ones, and, yeah. and there was so much going. Th- people were not aware of.
0: Yeah. Do you think angels can um, save our world in a way? Uh, I have. I'm determined. I I'm convinced that politics will not save our world. <laughs> <laughs> I totally agree. <laughs> I I in yeah. fact. It, it,
1: I, I totally believe that that angels, if that's the part of their, the ones who desire or are interested in the earth, that is their mission, it is to help to to save humanity, to to help to lead us and guide us and yeah. in whatever way you
0: know, and and that's and why now, I, certainly coming ha- to that question, they, yes, they're meant to help us and guide us. Are all angels good?
1: I believe they are. Um, you know, it's it's interesting uh, when when people talk about that the concept of uh, fallen angels. You yes. know, that always sort of catches me, and I and I think you know, as, as as certainly you and I have experienced being in contact or or you know in in perceiving them. How could you ever perceive anything negative? In in in, in, a, in that being there there's nothing
0: negative there so how it's so it? true of course they come in the light so to speak and in the light there is no darkness
1: exactly exactly it's kind of interesting the the history behind actually the fallen angels it it actually comes you know from it originated with the Hebrews uh, in the book of Isaiah as is the first mention of, of Lucifer mm-hmm. who uh, was supposed to be cast out of heaven, and that, and one third of the angels followed him. And it's kind of interesting that Lucifer uh, was actually a reference to the morning star. The the, the word Lucifer means the morning star. It didn't it didn't oh. it didn't, ha- it didn't have a personification about it. It wasn't yeah. a person. It was a morning star. Uh, in what language? In in Hebrew. H- Hebrew. Yeah. And I always thought that was so profound uh, that it didn't actually become a personality until so much later it was actually talking about uh um the morning star and it says when the morning star fell to the earth that one third of the angels in heaven followed it and Uh i think it was an it not in him (laughs) you know i mean in every language we refer to you know things as it or him or her, you know, we have different yeah. variations. But truthfully, yeah, mm-hmm. in in my perspective, I believe it was a morning star. And I think it's oh. so interesting that one-third yeah. of the angels followed the morning star to earth. I mean, does That's that actually mean sure yeah. that the angels were, were, were negative, or does it mean that they actually wanted to come? Maybe they decided to incarnate here. You know, personally, I, I believe that angels choose to come here. Some do and some don't, but it's a choice. And and not so much of a choice to leave heaven, more of a choice to come down to earth and help humanity.
0: Yeah, that's the feeling I get when they're that here to help us, or we have to call them in and ask for them to yeah. come with us, to be with us. Uh, I give thanks to my angels very often, and I think that really helps uh, very much. Gratitude is something we forget; we take everything for granted, but we should give thanks. And once you start to give thanks to the angels, maybe you will or people out there will notice their angels a little bit more. What do you say? Oh, I absolutely agree. I think gratitude is is like
1: a like that energy thread of connect that connects us. You know, and and I think the the more we give it, the stronger that thread b- becomes, and it it's it, it's like a live thread, you know. It feeds yeah. it feeds one another. So I I think
0: that's to beautiful. To thank them in the morning for the the night, the protection we had during the night, and so on, and for waking up to a new day where everything, you know, my body is in order and those things. I feel that feels kind of good to have that little seconds. C- ceremony in the morning with, with
1: <laughs> It, it makes you feel better totally than agree. waking
0: up to God another day. Oh God, shall I take that? Which many people do. I know that.
1: Yes, I, I think bringing angels in is as simple as that. Sometimes you know, it's yeah. as simple as as acknowledging their presence. Because once you acknowledge their presence, you know it. it, it it opens that thread or, or it connects that thread.
0: You know? yeah. When I have worked one-on-one with a client and uh, we, I see the past lives and everything, and once they have been cleared away from the darkness, then I see their angel or I see they have several angels around them, which is very interesting. And were, people like to hear that too. And they say, how shall I get to, to be, you know, together with my angel a little bit more? And I say, just, be in the light and and ask your angel to be with you. Yeah. You know, it's
1: interesting that you just mentioned the number of angels around it. You know, we all have this tendency to think that we have one guardian angel.
0: Yeah,
1: you know, that we're restricted and we're limited, and and, and it, it almost makes you think it's like, what if they don't? You know, what if they don't like
0: me? You know, or what, what? if we don't? <laughs> that's the so, thought. Well, of course, we are so restricted to numbers uh, because we are in the male energy, in this male energy world where everything has to be in a limitation, in a box.
1: And that's why we
0: have how many angels or one angel. I say, well, I I see one or one, two, one more, you know, it's coming up or two more. And sometimes you have a whole circle of of angels around you.
1: Yeah, so uh, it's, about,
0: it's so true you know that we're not limited to
1: one we are surrounded by angels you know and and one that might be here now there might be uh, you know a dozen later it it it's totally
0: their choice to come and go and and yeah and uh, we have the possibility to bring them in at any time And it's such an asset. It's a capital we have. Actually, we can bring in our angels. What is a guardian angel, and what is uh, the difference between difference between a guardian guardian angel, uh, you know, archangel and a cardinal angel and a guardian angel? What is what what are they? Does it matter, or is there a difference? Yes, we have a whole
1: hierarchy of angels, you know, according to the literature. the, there there are actually supposed to be only four cardinal angels, uh, and those are uh, Uriel, uh, Raphael, uh, Michael, and... Um, uh, Gabriel is, is the fourth one. So okay. there are four cardinal angels. Now, archangels, there are seven or more. Uh, some say seven, some name more than that with the archangels. But but they are supposed to be the four cardinal angels. are supposed to be the ones in charge of the other angels. And they're also supposed to be the ones who visit the earth, not for personal calling, like we call uh, for a guardian angel, for a personal, uh, to watch over us personally. But the the archangels and the um uh, cardinal angels, are supposed to watch over the communities, you know, when there's a large group of people, when there's something very, very significant that affects a lot of people to be moved, you know, when, when we're at war or when we're uh, suffering um, a glo- uh, you know some sort of uh, weather disaster or, so- or something on that level, then it, uh, it's supposed to be that the Archangels or the or the cardinal angels are called upon so that they can coordinate other angels and have the situation taken care of so so that's sort of I think where the where the hierarchy
0: comes in, yeah, yeah, and I hear from many clients so and when I say I see an angel standing next to you, and they say, "Oh, there must be my grandmother, but I see grandmother's grandmother when I see grandmother, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> Yes, there is a difference.
1: <laughs> I, I think a lot of um, when when we see it in a personal form, they're coming to us as as the person, uh, as our loved one. When someone comes to us as an angel, I, I think they've sort of gone past the personality that they may have. Taken on on the earth, if, if it isn't yes. incarnate, I
0: think mm-hmm. they've gone past that. They've dropped, they've, they've dropped the personality. They've dropped all of the angels. History. Don't talk like the uh, people on the other side do, and I know no, that no. because <laughs> I, you know you know that too. When we communicate with angels, and when we communicate with with the ones on the other side who have lived here as grandmother or, or mother or father or so on, they don't communicate with the same language.
1: Yes, I've I've experienced the same thing. There is a a very, very much a difference, and I think it does have to do with that. You know that we talk about uh, growing from one plane to another, and I think when we ascend into an, an angelic plane. We have to drop all of the personality attributes. We we drop all of the memories, all of the that we only love or that we especially love our family or our friends. It's that we have that our heart is on all of humanity that we don't distinguish anymore. And I suppose maybe that's the angelic hierarchy. You know, the angels are they, they lose their personal sort of. It it's much greater, it's much larger.
0: Yeah. So a light being and angel are they about the same thing?
1: You know, the way I see them they are. I, I think beings of light are definitely angels, you know. People who've experienced beings of light. I think they've met angels. <laughs> yeah. And it, because they're they're all messengers from above or from outside of our normal perceptions you know, and they're bringing us spiritual messages, they're bringing us, you know, I'm I'm sure you've had this saying, when they bring a message, it's always for the good.
0: Oh, absolutely, it's been, and for me, it's been life-saving. I remember this was years ago, and I was married um, in one of my marriages, (laughs) and uh, I was suddenly getting very sick, you know, and and it was getting worse and worse, and they did, no one knew what was wrong with me. And, um, and it went on, and I just kind of disappeared in a way. I just couldn't get up, I couldn't get out of bed, and still you know, no one knew what was wrong with me. And then suddenly I had this appearance of what I would call an angel, because what came in light was a light being, but to me afterwards when I see it, it was like, I could almost see wings, but it wasn't wings, it was just rays of light. And the angel stretched her, and I say her because it was very much the feminine energy with this particular uh, appearance. And she said, you must stop eating the food you are eating. This is not food for you. And I was fed meat, you know, every day uh, because they felt this is what I need, you know, proteins or <laughs> <a> bloody protein. <laughs> And that was what I couldn't handle. I was allergic to meat. Wow. Uh, so I stopped. Of course, immediately, you know, I asked a baked potato and a salad, uh, you know, the next day. And immediately my strength was coming back, but it took me weeks to get back to, to get my full strength back. But that angel literally saved my life—that no one else could do. You know, it, it
1: is interesting. And, and at the time, when when did you equate it with an angel, or did you accept it as a kind of an unknown spirit? A, a spirit. You know, at
0: the time, I wasn't into angels, but I think I said or even told my husband I had an angel tell me. And of course, he believed in angels, so it was okay. And uh, uh, but I put it, but I wasn't into the field. But I couldn't say anything else. I was more into the word of angel than a light being, because that word was very much out of my uh, area at that time. I would never have said that. Would just uh, I had many experiences during that sickness, actually that were very, very spiritual. and uh, But that particular one, I think at the time uh, I took it as an angel. But yeah, it was so I, I profound asked. and so strong, and I don't remember how I heard the voice, but it was I got that message just planted into my mind and into my whole system. You must not eat this for you're eating the wrong food.
1: Yes, I think they can definitely deliver the messages clearly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I asked that question because I, I do remember, you know, in, in all the years that, you know, I worked, uh, you know, with the other side, you know, and, and I, I would meet or, or I would get messages continuously to give to other people, or, you know, and different things saying, uh you know, let them know, well, you know, even in, in finding the children sometimes I would get messages and, and they would say, well, who told you that? And I would be, well, I, I don't know. So I started just calling them the light people because I had no idea who they were, but I always knew that whenever they gave me a message, I could 100%, it was, it was correct, you know, it was dependable. And I never knew who they were, and I would always, you know, people would say, "Well, who told you that? What? Who, who's telling you that? Is it spirits? Is it? I, I don't know. I just called them yeah. light people."
0: Yeah, is that, and that a was, And it took me yeah. years
1: and years to put together that you know, these are angels, you know, yeah. <laughs> and all that. I suppose if I'd have thought of it then, I would have been intimidated, you know. <laughs>
0: but, yeah, could one call that intuition also, or is intuition a different thing? I think it's a different... Well, actually, I don't know. Um, Intuition, if that's angels speaking to us. And these are kind of intellectual questions. To me, it really doesn't matter. But I know there'll be someone out there who will say, oh, that's intuition. Well, it
1: is interesting because, you know, is intuition... Uh, maybe it's just a different form of intuition. It's probably all the same thing. <laughs> yeah, or maybe
0: the language, the tool that they are using, they're calling it that. It, it must be intuition is angel speaking to us, maybe. Yes, I, I, I believe that's true. Uh, you know, the... and, and that we, with strong intuition, have just a stronger intuitive muscle. Now we have solved it. <laughs> Isn't that how it is? No. But, um, and I say that because you and me, we work on this hunch so much, you know, the intuition. That's what, uh, or if it's channeling or whatever, you know, it's just something that's part of our daily life, isn't it? Yes, yes, it definitely is. So, um, and we don't have, so well, we have a few minutes left here. Can you tell us your website so people can read about you? Uh, yes, uh, my personal website is j- is
1: jmarieantoinette.com. Um and I've recently been working on a number of sites. Uh, many of them have to, uh, most of them have to do with angels. <laughs> the uh other site is is thecardinalexperience.com. And that's the one that I uh actually
0: have quite a bit about
1: cardinal angels and 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 Did
0: angel, you say is the the
1: cardinal experience or just cardinal experience? It's, it's the t h yeah, e Experience dot com. Okay. And I've actually just started a new project, and it was it was a bit ironic that I just started it the day that uh, you called and 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 brought up the subject of angels. I, I had just uh, begun a project called uh, angelwebs.org, dot org, and it's it's actually I'm. Um, working with an organization to help uh, post websites to help people in need, and I believe I'm kind of led by angels
0: to do that. So, <laughs> I, I believe think. so. I really believe that the angels now feel uh, openings, that they can come in to be more of messengers than they have been in the last 50 years or 100 years maybe.
1: And and maybe it's just that we're more receptive now. Yeah, that's I, I don't what it know. Is. I don't I know whether it's changes of time. And,
0: yeah. Yes, because I
1: guess they. I mean, throughout time, Christians or pagans, both, you know, we've all always believed in messengers from above or or messengers from another side.
0: Yeah. So it's
1: one thing that we've always had in common with probably every culture and religion that's ever been. Yeah. So,
0: I have my granddaughter staying here with me right now, and she's a college student and, of course, very much the scientist. But she has come to the conclusion that if you really want to be a good, a good, good exceptional scientist, you must accept spirit as a tool. (laughs) That's beautiful. (laughs) I suppose in the footsteps of Einstein and many other. Yeah, absolutely. Einstein sciences. was the one who planted that idea in her head. Oh, that wonderful. You really have to be spiritual to be a good scientist because otherwise you will always be stopped by the walls of, of regular thinking. I think your granddaughter
1: is off to a wonderful beginning. Yeah, I should tell her that. With next angel
0: blessings. <laughs> so. Um, no she is and it's a good start i think to realize that spirit has yeah. to be part of your life and mm-hmm. the very good scientists knew that too so uh, i would like to bring up just one little angel story i think it was one of the first ones i heard that was of big value so to speak and that was in germany and uh, a true story about a very famous doctor in germany And he was a young boy from a farming family in the Black Forest in South Germany. Very simple family, you know, you have the pig in one end of the house and you live in the other end of the same house. And they they eat a lot of meat and everything else. And he was supposed to become a baker. That was a very valuable position in the village, you know, to be a baker and to bake the bread. And Germans, they have, you know, they like their bread. And he was uh, in his late teens, out in the forest walking, and suddenly, before him stood an angel. And of course, here was this simple boy who, who really was not into angels, except for maybe his paintings in the local in the local church. But he saw the angel, and they had a little communication between them. And the angel the angel told him, "You are going to become a famous." A very famous uh, doctor, and you're going to have a clinic, and everyone is going to travel to your clinic from the whole world, and you're also going to invent your very good, healthy bread that everyone from the whole world will want to 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 order and to buy from you. And of course, and then the angel disappeared, and after that, his life totally changed into the direction that this angel had told him. But he didn't tell this story to anyone for maybe 50 years <laughs> because it was a little bit so-called unusual. But it was a true story, and it changed his life. Maybe he began to follow the direction of the angel. You know, he did do make this bread, which was a delicious, fantastic bread. And I think he's dead now, but... I think the bread died with him, but everyone wanted to have that bread, and you felt very good from the bread. And then he uh, uh, became—he started to go to the library, and that was something new. He had never been to a library before, but he sat and listened to lectures in the library, and he read the books in the library. And he asked for a scholarship, and he studied medicine, of you know, and became a doctor. And it went on like this and uh, eventually he got his his own clinic and i was there myself you know <laughs> fantastic clinic vegetarian food and the best food in the world again and and he got into breathing techniques because i think this is something that's extremely important and i think that could have been a message from the angels also that he should develop uh, this breathing technique that um, is better than exercise you know you move your body in a certain way and or you just hold out your arms a certain way and you breathe maybe someone would say it's a form of yoga maybe it is but when i did it i didn't get the impression it was a yoga because i didn't stand on my head or anything like this i just sat in the chair but i did those exercises breathing exercises and, and we should all do those so that was a little angel story and how it can happen to everyone, but don't walk around and expect it to happen because then I don't think it's going to come to you. What do you say? Oh, uh, That's
1: true. That's true. We we can't uh, anticipate because it's an energy that blocks.
0: <laughs> yes. We
1: just open ourselves and let it happen when it's going to happen, and
0: I believe it will to everyone. That's a good finish off here for the... Hour. It's taken us an hour. <laughs> Thank you so very much to be on my show, Jean Marie Antoinette. And I love your name, and it's your real name. It's not uh, an invented name, understand. And uh, we would be back with you. I would be back with you soon. And in the meantime, don't hesitate to send me an email with questions or to be in touch one way or the other. And I will be back in Europe this summer and stay for a little while. So have a wonderful day, everyone. Thank you so much, dear friend Jean-Marie Antoinette. And I will be back with you soon. Thank you so much. Goodbye.